You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your dungeon master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Hannah. Hello. Amelia Sam. What's up? And Brennan. Hey, guys. Where we last left off, we had our gripping battle with these three possessed IG-88 assassin droids, during that battle, Akala nearly lost her life, coming within one death-saving throw from leaving this world forevermore. She was thankfully saved by L um, in a couple touching moments of healing force magic. Um, I'm traumatized. And though our heroes were successful, Akala did end up momentarily possessed by some sort of magical parasitic anomaly that latched onto her consciousness and flashed some pretty horrific traumatic images. Um, thankfully, she was able to recover from that, and now our party is taking a long rest in Rosie's secret laboratory um, where they are going to get some upgrades, some food, some, some downtime. Um, and where we last left off, the very last thing we did was Rama put in his order for his armor um repairs um opting for to go for a bulkier set of armor so we'll get to that in a little bit what that that looks like um but let's let's start off with l so l um akala has been off on her own taking her meditative rest rama's been chilling by himself just eating recouping and talking to rosie what is l kind of doing during this time before they go um, and sleep or meditate um, so probably like the first thing is, um, changing out of, uh, <laughs> that shirt, um, and 
like just for reference, they probably just change right there because L has like you know it's like flat chested, has like two scars underneath where breasts would have been probably, um, and uh, probably just tries to find something semi comfortable to just sit and sort of collect their thoughts and just kind of breathe and center themselves before looking for a place to sleep. Like they, like, like they're probably just going to be like, well, time to go to bed. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so Rosie kind of like, uh, has a droid bring you a bedroll that is like nice and like plush and cush or, um, that you can like wrap yourself in, um, like a sleeping bag with like a mattress pad and a pillow um, and there really isn't like a, any great place to sleep. Like everything's kind of out in the open. I mean, you could try to like crash in the back of like a speeder or something that's parked in the garage if you wanted to. Um, but otherwise you just hunker down, um, and head to sleep. Um, Akala and, uh, Rama, would you also like to just like go to sleep at this point? Yes. I, uh, I feel like Rama doesn't have a choice. He's just gonna <laughs> like pass out. It's been a long day. Yeah, our our heroes are exhausted. You guys all get your bedrolls and um, fall asleep. You all have food kind of delivered to you um, in the meantime. Um, and you guys are able to take a long rest. So uh, roll your hit die to uh, – well, do you need to roll a hit die or it's just a full heal? It's just, just full, full heal for a long full rest. Full heal on, on a long rest. So you guys get your uh, HP back. You guys restore your spell slots and any other dailies um, that you may have expended. And uh, who do we think wakes up first? Um, uh, probably Akala, just from early mornings at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, probably. I yeah, plan on waking up last. Uh, El would probably wake up soon after Akala. El keeps weird hours, so he's probably like just used to waking up or going to bed at any given time. Great. Uh, so Akala, you wake up first. Um, the first thing that you realize is that on your uh, like communicator device, um, you have a couple missed like hollow messages from Master Ugle. Um, they basically just show up as like missed calls. He's not he's not a big texter. Um, he's kind of the older generation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, but so you have like several missed calls that you got kind of like in the early morning. Um, so that's something that you, just to, to check on maybe later um, if you want to. Uh, also, uh, you uh, go ahead and roll me a uh, perception check, Akala. Oh, okay. Perception is the only thing that's acceptable to me right now, after all the checks you made me do. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, great. Uh, so you see, Elle isn't quite awake yet, but you see a droid. Um, a very um, hominid-looking ape-like droid descend from some of the rafters of this hangar. Um, you can very clearly see that it is like a primate like chassis where it has like a somewhat erect back, but it still walks on basically like droid knuckles. It has like grasping hands, but they're not like fingers, if you understand. Like they're like mechanical paws essentially that they can walk on but otherwise has like droid feet and it's like a little monkey um it's this mechanical droid has like a, a like a, a monkey shaped face like almost like a chimpanzee but it's like it's abstracted because it's a droid so it doesn't have like ape features like a mouth 
or like true ears, but it's like the same shape of kind of like a, a slight protrusion for the muzzle and some like LED eyes to show like where it's looking and um, like some basic emotion. Um, and this thing very kind of sneakily crawls down. Um, and while uh, I was still sleeping, um, this thing is going to make a sleight of hand check right quick. Um, all right, and then uh, L, I'm gonna need you to make me a perception check with disadvantage. Uh, that's a three. Three. Um, Akala, you see this monkey droid fully steal L's staff, sling it around its. Uh, it can't like sling it around its back because the staff is too long. This thing's only like two feet tall. But you see, you grab it and it starts doing that like monkey like waddle run like over to a different corner and it kind of like is like hooting mechanically like um, as it kind of like waddle runs away and like over to like a different corner where it's like sitting and kind of like examining the staff. Elle, I think you wake up soon after this. <laughs> Do I see the monkey as soon as, as soon as I wake up, I would reach for my staff because it's probably just laying right next to me. Yeah, it's not there. So you, you reach for it and you kind of like paw around and are like, this, my staff's gone. And if you look around, the monkey's not trying to hide. It is like just like sitting in a corner. Like, it, look at it. I'm going to just walk up to the monkey and take my staff back. Um, um, it like is kind of distracted at your approach. But once you kind of grab the staff, it like doesn't want to let go it's like and like you need to make a uh, opposed strength check yeah i will make an opposed strength check thank you (laughs) this is a wild choice that you've made to make this a a monkey character Uh, that's only a 14 uh this thing got a five so you like very easily like rip it out of its hands um and it's like it kind of like gets up and like starts beating its chest and so like it cl- and since it's it's made of metal it just like clangs like clang 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 clang, clang and it kind of like <clears throat> like kind of squares up like like I'm I'm the head monkey like what are you doing like give me the staff back and it's like kind of like paw like grabbing at it I just hold the staff just slightly higher than it can jump <laughs> and I just it, stare it, at the monkey until it gets tired um, it does kind of like jump and like dance around you, um, and then like uh, once it kind of realizes like it's gonna, it would have to like try to like attack you to get it back. Um, he just like kind of like sulks for a second, and you kind of hear like a, mm-hmm. and it kind of just like cr- like sits in front of you, just looking up like, why you gotta ruin my fun, man? I just sort of sling uh, my staff over my shoulder and just walk back to a comfort. <laughs> Just like a chair and just kind of sit <laughs> quietly. Um, um, uh, as I'm watching this happen, um, I don't know if the monkey can see me, but I'm assuming he can. I, I take my shield out. I don't activate it, obviously, but I kind of like hold it out um, upside down. So like it's like a dish. Okay. Just stick it out just to see what see if he does anything. Um. Yeah. So he like is like looking kind of dejected at like L who like. Um, the vibe you get from this droid is that like it it's just kind of, it's not like malicious it's just like bummed that l wouldn't like play with it basically um and so like it sees you hold out uh your shield in kind of like a tempting way and it starts like slowly kind of like on all fours like 
uh, crawling towards it and looking kind of very curious and bobbing its head, trying to get a good idea of what it's looking at. And it like uh, stops about like five feet away and stretches out its hand very tentatively and like grabs the shield. And once it realizes that you're not going to like contest him on this, he grabs it and like hops back a few feet and just starts like looking at it and turning it in its hands. And, <laughs> and then he puts it on like a big hat. Like he just puts it on his hat <laughs> and starts kind of like clapping and like uh, it's like seems like pleased with itself. Um, I'm going to, uh, if you'll allow me, use the force to start kind of like spinning it on top of his head. Yeah, you don't even have to make like a, a spell or anything like yeah. that. Uh, you're able to yeah. just like very gently start turning it. Um, and he like looks delighted. Like he, like his eyes, like LED eyes, like get really wide and bright. And he starts like kind of like moving around and like uh, like jumping around with it on its head. And you're able to with the force just kind of like keep it like mostly on its head and spinning. Um, but just like looks very happy. Um, and after a few minutes goes by, kind of brings back the shield to you um, and kind of just like sits down and kind of like leans against you like in your bedroll and just kind of chilling. I give him a little pat on the head. Uh, yeah, you get the, it, it reacts warmly to that and just kind of like nestles in a little bit further. And uh, you notice like on its uh, on the back of it, like right beneath the uh, metal appendage that is its like neck uh, that holds its head, you see um, a laser engraved uh, name code, which is uh, M0-NK3. <laughs> Monk. <laughs> um, I uh, I just kind of look at that and just giggle a little bit. I don't say it though. Um, great. Yeah. So you and M Zero uh just kind of chill for a little bit. Um, yeah, and uh, he seems kind of uh like he doesn't want to kind of like leave this magic lady that can make half that spin. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, Rama, you now wake up. What's your 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 reaction to all this? <clears throat> I imagine I woke up like in the middle of this, so I've just like groggily like you know, wiped wiped my eye crust and and leaned forward and um, just see a spinning hat on top of a monkey bot, and then like <laughs> like, like rub my eyes again trying to figure out what's going on maybe adjust my makeshift mummy mask um and then i figure i'd i'd search around and see probably see akala doing the the these are not the droids you're looking for thing and <laughs> just the hat spins and being like just like i'll probably mutter something innocuous but still mildly uh, obscene about jedi and then walk over um uh, good morning what's with the monkey well i've made a new friend while you were napping <laughs> napping i'll tell you bounty hunter needs to sleep they're like <laughs> pop his old joints and like try to <laughs> stretch <laughs> yeah um as this interaction is happening, the uh, hangar starts to come alive a little bit more. More, more and more droids are kind of going about their business. You hear kind of the sounds of welding and rivets being like put into ships and other droids. Um, Rosie comes out uh, with a cup of like steaming motor oil um, for herself um, and uh, also like a tray of tea for you guys. Um, and she <laughs> tea and like some like light breakfast sandwiches, some some cucumber sandwiches because uh, she's a lady of dignified tastes and uh 
so she brings out um yeah a tray of like sandwiches and a tray of tea for you all to kind of wake you up good morning everyone was your rest uh refreshing uh yeah thank you very much for the accommodations very much so you are all very welcome you'll be pleased to know that i've been running processes to analyze the data from the fight, as well as uh, trying to recover some of the lost audio-video data that the droids stored at the time that they were altered. It's been a difficult process. It may take a few more days before that it is ready, but I assume that whatever caused this may, may be relevant to your quest, so I'll let you know, even when you do depart, um, when I'm finished with that. Rama, your armor is progressing quite nicely. When you are ready, I need some opinions on some finishing touches before I am ready to return your armor to you. Um, As she puts down the, the tray of tea and sandwiches, notices M0 uh, by you, Akala, and says, Oh, he's not been too much trouble, has he? He's been an absolute delight. That is unexpected. He's constantly stealing things. Um, and she kind of looks at him, and he looks at her. Um, and, and you can't really tell the emotions of these two creatures very easily, um, but they just kind of share a look. Um, and she says, I have gotten the feeling from him over the past few weeks that he has grown restless. M-Zero was a bit of an experiment on my part to recreate in a minor way the modifications that were done to me, it is significantly more difficult to replicate or approximate a human consciousness than it is an animal consciousness, so maybe as you have deduced, I have modeled him off of the behavior and anatomy of a, a monkey, which had some unintended consequences. Nothing we can't handle. I like to, to pick up some some of the tea and, and sip it, you know, gratefully, and uh, then say, "Refresh <clears throat> my memory. Who gave you the modifications again?" Anyway, um, why don't we go take a look at your armor? Uh, <clears throat> fine by me. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, ma'am. <clears throat> um, so she leads you over to um. It's not the same like uh, standing like workstation that took off your armor. It is now being like displayed on a separate like armor stand. You can see that the um, the armor has been polished so and like repaired so that it is now just like a blank silver set of Mandalorian Beskar steel <laughs> armor. Um, all the paint has been stripped off of it, so now it's not mismatching anymore. Um, you can also see that the under um, cuirass has been repaired as well um and it goes all the way up to like it, it is fitted to fit your neck tightly and create a seal with your helmet so that you can operate in zero gravity um but she takes you aside uh to this armor rama um and says so you opted for stronger defense at the cost of slightly less stealth which i think is a wise choice given your line of work However, we have some freedom to design um, some uh, pieces that give you a certain je ne sais quoi. I think I pronounced that right. Um, 
Je ne sais quoi? Yeah, if you tried to. Je ne je ne sais je quoi. Ne sais like... quoi. <coughs> it's like J E N E S E Q U. I I, I don't speak German. Voice. Um, je ne sais quoi. That's right. Um. Anyway, I was wondering if um. So basically, the room to play with is I can add more armor pieces to the. The upper parts of the armor and make your shoulders, your chest, your sides a bit bulkier, or I can add armor over some more sensitive areas like around your legs and um, and your backside to make it so you have a more full covering of armor. Um, makes no mechanical difference, it's just where you'd like to be protected. <clears throat> well, uh, put it over my uh Put it over my upper body. Been working on it really hard, and a, a bounty hunter needs to show what he's earned. Right. Um, and so she goes over to a terminal that controls this armor station, and she just puts in some commands. And you see that the armor is then like uh, several extra pieces of Baskar steel are welded onto the helmet and uh, the areas around your chest and your back to cover some of the places where there were gaps in your armor. So it's a little bit hard to harder to get to your vitals. And just for a little extra flair, she puts some uh, ridges on the top of your helmet um, that are not like a full mohawk, but it is like more oh. like a wave crest. Um, oh, so like cool. it comes back up to a point and then goes down, like kind of like a shark's fin. And That's you get extra um, kind of like those razor protrusions on your, your wrist armor um, as well um, that just, I mean, look cool, but also are just like some extra armor plates in addition to the extra protection around your vitals. Well, I think that would more or less do it. Does this look amenable to you? It, I, I don't know what to say. This is... Wow. I, I, I spent ten years scavenging to put something like this together. I'm amazed. Well done. Um, she kind of, like, plops, like, satisfied, but kind of, like, looking weary, like, into a desk chair... Um, in a way that like is it would is like normal for uh, like an organic humanoid, but like for a droid like looks very human and so like looks somewhat out of place. But she kind of slumps, tired and satisfied, having done her work, and says, "Right, well, it is completely blank silver. I also have the capacity to paint it for you if you'd like. Is there a color scheme that you would have in mind?" Well, Robert, which you asked me beforehand, I've got to think about this. Hmm, you know. Let's see here. I wonder if what would look awesome. Maybe like a like a dark like a like a dark gray, you know? Like a, like a shiny dark gray, so not completely black, but like a uh trying to think. Like kind a, of like a smog, like a gray kind of smog gray look, you know? Like smoky, you know? I don't know. You guys know more about fashion than I do. Any, any suggestions, Anna? <laughs> I'm just thinking the uh, like the, the space gray on like a, an Apple laptop. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Well, because I have a space gray laptop that I'm looking at right now. Uh, but like maybe a little like, maybe color, a little bit darker and like not darker. quite marbled. But you know that way that stone, like marble, kind of looks like if you blew smoke onto something mm -hmm. to color it? Like maybe it's that dark, 
dark, deep gray with like some darker black-ish uh, sort of marbling in the metal. If you if you know what I mean, I don't really know how to describe it. So, so like, <clears throat> so uh, how much detail can you can you throw onto one of these things? Um, she kind of gestures broadly to the vast array of like droids and machinery around her and says, "Darling, coloring something is the least that I could do." God, she's cool. I <laughs> say, <clears throat> uh, can you give it a nice uh, noir gray with uh, some black striped marbling around it? Give it a nice sleek look. And is there any accent color you'd like? Or just all gray? Put some, uh, put some blue on, uh, the crest. And, uh, I'll just make the, the razors blue. Literally, with gray and black, there is no color that you could make that would be a wrong choice there. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're <True>. good. <laughs> Um, so she has um, a, a separate set of droids, uh, <laughs> um, a droid that that operates on like one big round wheel that is like kind of a, a large kind of trash can body droid in itself with arms. Um, it also has like um, like paint overalls on uh, that don't have the bottoms obviously because it's a it's a droid with a wheel. But this like little droid with like paint overalls and some like spray paint cans comes over <laughs> to your armor and starts detailing it. Um, to get kind of the like swirly marbleization, what she does is she actually treats the armor um, with a buffing agent that brings out the natural um, like patina and coloring of Baskar steel that it, it looks like Damascus almost. So it, oh. it gives us like really sick. Um, dude, Damascus, this, dude, that's, that's it. That's it. That's what we're looking for. Damascus <laughs> steel Beskar Mandalorian suit. It's so fucking rad. It's so rad. Um, so yeah, Steel so, Mandalorian. It's awesome. So like the chest plate and all the primary armor plates on this suit get um, buffed to get this like smoky gray. Uh, uh, just said it. This <laughs> smoky gray. I just said Damascus uh, uh, look <laughs> on it. Um, and she has the droid paint the <laughs> razor crests on your uh, various pieces of armor, um, this nice complimentary royal blue. Um, All right, well, I'll let you get dressed. Let me know how it fits. Um, and she kind of walks away um, and will let you kind of change in privacy. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to start, you know, put my arms out and start getting it on and... Um, Robin, he's going to feel a little bit awkward because he's not experienced this sort of over-the-top kindness in his life. Um, everyone he's come into contact with, he's had to say goodbye to or shoot. So the idea of someone being really nice to him out of a feeling of obligation something that's really new. And he starts tentatively putting it on and feels a sort of comforting feeling as... Uh, he surrounds himself with this armor that was made to him by a friend. Wonderful, yeah, and I think I think Rama, yeah, this this is like an act of kindness, um, like very genuine, um, and I imagine that's something that Rama hasn't experienced much in his life. Um, so that's great. Rosie um, also goes up to um, L, um, wherever they may be um, at this point, um, and just says, "I think that you fought." Very well, um, yesterday. I was quite impressed. 
thank you, you know, I do the best I can. I, um, I was a little bit work crazy last night and just went ahead and, um, took the liberty to forge some documents, um, for you. I had a favor or two to pull in from the, uh, various departments that control this sort of thing around Coruscant. Um, and she presents you with a packet that has a, uh, a driver's license with a current photo of you that licenses you to, to drive uh, consumer class um, air vehicles and ground vehicles in Coruscant. Um, and it also is like a fabricated birth certificate. Um, this is just like off the table, but like what would be, what alias would you like to be known by for, through these papers? Mm. Probably K. Okay, spelled K A Y. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not M. When by go because you uh, went oh by yeah M we went by M. Stuff. Okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna go by M. That's my bad. Okay. Forgot about that. I played a character named M in a one shot between now and the last time. Uh, I think their last name is gonna be Lenopi. Lenopi. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the these fake papers uh, have M. Um, M. Lenopi um, written across them, um, completely fitting for how uh, L normally operates. So this should these should help you um, just deal with any administrative hassles of crossing between districts and overall just make it a bit easier to go undetected um, in official. Uh, circles. So I hope that these are helpful to you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you going through that trouble. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. And she kind of just like leans like against a thing and kind of just like looks again, like kind of tired, like droids don't really get tired. But um, in the same way that like your PC kind of runs slow, if you've been if it's been on for a while, like she kind of looks like like most of her RAM has been taken her, up. Her fans are running. Her yeah. fans are chugging. <laughs> um, so, um, Ra when Rama comes back, um, Rosie kind of sits you guys down um, at, a, at a set of tables and chairs um, and says, well, if everybody's been well accommodated and there's nothing else that we need to attend to at this given moment, then... I am at your service, if you'd like to know about Ogovalning. Yeah, um, just any, any information you have would be helpful. Um, she sits and thinks for a second and says, Well, I suppose then I should start when I first met Oko. Feel free to stop me if you have questions at any point during this conversation. You may pick up on things that, because of my nature, I may not have intuited. Oko first started visiting the Solar Swirl, the, the actual shop upstairs, not this place, a few years ago when she became more independent from her mother and father. She started to live on her own, although not financially independently, I would assume, because I don't think she was really employed, to the extent that a senator's daughter requires employment beyond just being present. But anyway, she was in her late teens when she first introduced herself to me at my shop. She was 
a curious and open-minded customer who seemed interested in me personally and my shop. Well, Oko sort of became my friend, I suppose, by more or less pestering me on a somewhat daily basis about what I knew about various occult subjects. I think the whole mystique of the solar swirl and the books and the tea and the plants and, well, you've seen it, is attractive to uh, young people who are more on the spiritual side, and that is by design. It is a convincing front to show that the business is not in any way nefarious to the casual onlooker. And it does generate a fair amount of money, I suppose. But she seemed really captivated, and seemed to think that I was a source of knowledge and information about subjects that you could not find at your local library. She pauses for a second. Specifically, she started to ask me more and more frequently if I had any books or objects related to the Jedi and Sith. I think that she may have gotten a bit of, um, I don't know how to put it, uh, enamored, I suppose, by the idea of both the Jedi and the Sith and the little history that she knew from getting an education on Coruscant. So she started asking me about the Jedi and Sith, and also ancient religious orders, about cults, symbology, even martial arts and meditation. Well, I had rented her, or sold her, every single book I had on those subjects. None of them were particularly hard-hitting, just some basic tenets about what the Jedi believed and the conflict and the history with the Sith that have happened throughout the millennia as well as some basic knowledge about martial arts and all that. Later, though, she kept asking more specific questions, and it got to a point where I didn't really have any more books to lend her, so I started opening up more about what I knew, which is a great deal more than I had let on when I first met her. Well, eventually I showed her this place and explained what my business actually was. We were pretty good friends at that point, and I trusted her to not rat me out to any authorities. In hindsight, that was quite stupid, considering she was the daughter of a senator. I digress. I don't think that she ratted me out, at any, le at any rate. So, after we had kind of become more familiar with each other, she started to ask me if I could procure her genuine Jedi texts about how to channel the Force. She also asked me quite often if I could find her a lightsaber. On both accounts, I staunchly refused. Requiring either of those things is extraordinarily difficult and dangerous. There are maybe four or five individuals on Coruscant who have a lightsaber that are not a trained Jedi. The only way to really procure one is either to be skilled enough with the Force to make one, like you two, or to kill a Jedi and take theirs. Naturally, I was not open to attempt either of those options. So I refused. And at first I thought it would be the end of it, but she asked multiple times, nearly weekly for over the course of a year and a half, maybe? 
Anyway, for a while she stopped asking and became less demanding. She also visited my shop less and less, which I was somewhat unhappy about. And then one day, about two or three months ago, she came in and was very much different. Her clothing that she normally wore were elegant dresses or fashionable gowns and other clothing options that were trendy for the day, I suppose. Not that I have any idea about fashion. Um, I guess it's kind of funny because I think she looks pretty dope. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> DM aside. Uh, she came in one day uh, dressed completely differently. Like she was going through a phase, I think is how normal organic parents would phrase that. She started wearing leather jackets with strange symbols on them. She wore tattered jeans and boots and was overall very rowdy and disrespectful. It was almost like she was a different person. Well, she came in asking, once again, about lightsabers and Jedi secrets that I might be able to procure for her. She was much more forceful, almost desperate this time. She pressed me and we got into an argument. She told me that if I couldn't procure these things for her, that bad things could happen to the shop. I was quite offended by this because nobody has been able to breach these walls without my say-so for the entirety of the time that I've operated here. I told her that she was welcome to try. I think I regret that because she seemed genuinely hurt. In any case, that was the last time that I had seen her. She stormed out when I refused to try to procure her a lightsaber or those Jedi texts. She also asked for one other thing. On her way out, she did ask me if I knew of any technology that could fundamentally alter the personality of another creature. I didn't really get through responding before she just told me to forget about it and left. And that's the last time I've seen her. She went missing about a month after that, and she's been missing for a week and a half now, since then, so... So, uh, you don't think she has anything to do with the spooky stuff that happened with the droids, do you? Um, I have no reason to believe that at the present time. I don't think that she would be capable, either in a technological sense, and certainly not from a magical sense. At least she never demonstrated that she would have been capable of that. Well, it sounds like she's tangled up in something, and that something might be capable of that. Did you recognize any of the symbols or patches on her jacket? Yes, most of them seemed like bullshit. There was some contradictory religious symbols... There was some old cult iconography that don't belong to any cults currently practicing or active. There was, there was one symbol that caught my eye that I did not recognize. It was... And she kind of like, like looks like she's kind of like scanning through some data in her head. Um, and she brings up a picture from her own like recording um, 
logs that is uh, a picture of Oko's jacket um, and the symbol that she's thinking about. Um, and it is a red, like, set of teeth in a, like, chomping motion. So it's like an open set of jaws with, like, very sharp um, incisors, um, almost like canine um, or, like, feline-like. Um, and it's like a red mouth. I've been every plant in the system. I haven't seen that before. Can I? Um, I was going to ask if I could roll a lore check to see if I did recognize that. Same. Um, Akala, there's a slight chance you could do it. Uh, let me think real quick, because I think these DCs are going to be different based on your guys' relative life experiences. So let's start. Well, let's just see who hits first. So I think L probably has the best chance of having seen this before. So L, why don't you make a lore check DC 15. Lore, 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 lore. I like that there's a lore check. Uh, nah, that's a 14. Rip. Um, yeah, you... If you've seen it before, you don't remember. Um, you have no idea what it could mean. Um, you do know that it's like seeing it with the other pat, like other designs on the jacket. It doesn't like it doesn't look like it has any special prominence, but it's clearly like a symbol that stands out because all the other symbols are easily recognizable. Like there's like all it's of like the, the like, coexist bumper sticker, yeah. and <laughs> exactly. then there's like the chomps. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so like it definitely stands out, but it doesn't ring any bells. Um, let's do one for Akala. Akala, you're. Oh uh, yeah, you're also gonna make a lore check. I think DC fifteen is still fair in this because it's just a different way that you would potentially have recognized this. Thirteen. Thirteen's not gonna do it. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the only way that you would maybe have recognized this is if this was like a symbol that you would have come across or that would have been mentioned by other Jedi. Um, but like you, nobody's ever talked to you about this. You've never seen it. Um, you may have, you may know people that might know more, um, specifically, um, your, uh, senior, um, Jedi Knight, uh, Maxi Mule, who, uh, is like, uh, I guess, depending on how that relationship is with Akala, uh, an acquaintance slash friend in the Jedi Order who is also trained by Master Ugwe, um, in fact, Master Ugwe, you attained the rank of Jedi Master when you successfully trained a Padawan. Maxi Mule was the Padawan that Master Ugwe trained before you to gain the rank of Master. Um, and so he's been a Jedi Knight for some five or six years at this point. Um, and he is a Jedi investigator, which means that um, he deals with all things kind of like <clears throat> criminal and spooky and conspiracy oriented um, around around Coruscant that the Jedi would be called in to deal with. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if um, we were going to see Maxi again. Yeah, and then Rama, DC 20, lore check. Actually, it's a three. Don't worry about it. <laughs> never mind. Uh, fuck it. You don't know. It just looks like everything else on the jacket. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, nobody's able to get a good beat on what that symbol is.
Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. <laughs> um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Do you have any other questions? Was Oko ever seen with anybody strange? Seen with anybody? Um, she did enter the shop once or twice with some... Friends who seemed like innocuous nobles. Um, 
people dressed nicely with jewelry. Um, nobody that looked particularly suspicious. She stopped bringing people around once I revealed to her that this was a front, that I am actually an arms dealer, um, for purposes of secrecy. Uh, of course you understand. Um, like I said, the last time that I saw her was when she visited my shop um, about a month ago and berated me about not being able to procure a lightsaber or any other substantive knowledge about the Force. That was the last time I seen her. You're, uh, you're pretty well connected with the underside. Um, do you know who she might have gone to after you said no? She was looking to get into Force-sensitive lightsaber, those sorts of things. I don't know if there's anyone who could procure it, but if she thought there was, where do you think she might have headed? Because I'm thinking a lot less like she got kidnapped and maybe... She had some sort of connection with the people who, uh, with whoever she is with now. That is an interesting proposition. I hadn't thought about the fact that she may have disappeared herself, so to speak. Well, I suppose that you would have a somewhat unique perspective on that sort of thing, Elle. Perhaps that is the case. Um... She, like, looks up for a second and kind of sees, like, the bad facial reaction is like, I'm... Did I say something that was rude? You're fine. Um, totally missing the social cues. Um, she just takes you for at your word about not being offended. Um, uh, she didn't try to offend me. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, who else could potentially procure a lightsaber? I'll explain this to you like I explained it to her. It is not impossible to procure a lightsaber. There are people that are not Jedi that do possess them. Those people are extraordinarily powerful and typically quite dangerous. To even have a lightsaber as a non-Jedi means that at some point it was stolen or taken or otherwise looted off of a Jedi. And it serves as a symbol of supreme status in the criminal underworld. There are people that do operate on Coruscant that may have them. Convincing them to give it up would be quite the task. And to even get an audience with them would be uh, nearly impossible. These sort of people work almost exclusively through Proxies who have proxies who have proxies. So, um, potentially there could be somebody that she had gone to, but I don't know. I... This worries me. In any case, I think somebody would have to... Let's say for a second, hypothetically, that she did want to find a lightsaber above all else, and wanted to seek these extreme options to acquire one. She would have to somehow ingratiate herself within that person's organization, and then gain enough trust, or be sneaky enough to either steal one, or get close enough to ask for one. It seems quite unlikely. To my estimation, but not impossible. 
Um, so with my you know, 10 years of experience bounty hunting, would Rama know probably the, the most likely five or so criminal organizations headed by a guy who's stolen lightsabers or um um they probably me... supposed to take in at least one person from every criminal organization at least once let's see yeah i mean you've had enough contact with the criminal underworld where you certainly would be aware of rumors of that nature um go ahead and make me a I kind of want you to roll just charisma, just a flat charisma with your, you have a plus three to charisma rolls. Um, just roll me a charisma. This role is basically representative of if Rama would have been charismatic enough to kind of hear the hot goss coming from various criminal organizations if they would have heard about this. Let's say DC 13. Uh, that's a 12. <laughs> Um, a 12 is, a 12 is pretty close. So you don't get nothing for that. Um, you heard that, uh, this was maybe a couple years ago. You heard that the hive was very interested in procuring, um, I, I do recruiting people that were uh, force sensitive or trying to find Jedi texts. Um, you didn't hear anything about them trying to get a lightsaber though. You just knew that they were in the market for force sensitives essentially. Um, for what purpose, you don't know. All right, I'm going to relay that to um, uh, to the rest of the party with uh, with trademark ineloquence. <laughs> no, how do you say it? Oh boy! <clears throat> you have to make me hack this out. Yeah, memory's kind of fuzzy, but uh, word on the street was a couple of years ago the the hive was looking for some Jedi type stuff. I never heard the word lightsaber though, but uh, I've had to work with most, if not all, the criminal on the grounds on this planet, and I'll tell you, those guys were pretty interested in the Force. Weren't they the ones who came in right before we did? I did think that the B iconography was pushing itself a little too far, but what do I know? You got to respect a woman in power, though. She does keep quite a tight ship over that group. By the way, <clears throat> just to be, uh, I know that Oko's your friend, but should things go south, it's just standard procedure in my line of work to get, uh, rudimentary rundown of combat capabilities of the person you're trying to track down. Any particular things to watch out for? Special powers, proficiencies, preferred weapon, etc. Weakness. Um, she looks at you and just kind of shakes her head and says, I, Oko was, was never a fighter. I have never witnessed her try to be aggressive like that except for the one time that she threatened me but it seemed like that was mostly a bluff. I am unaware of any proficiencies that she may have with weapons. I will say that she was... She didn't have a typical fighter's frame. She was athletic. I think she liked to run. I'm gonna pull up the bounty puck and like make some modifications on the notes on, uh, on her. Put it back down. Um... 
Great. Uh, yeah. Is there any other uh, questions or point like lines of conversation you want to pursue um, with Rosie while you have her here? Is there a way you could reach us in case you were to come back here? Um, she uh, taps like a, like a couple things on like a nearby tablet, essentially. Um, and you all three get uh, new contact notifications on your various communication devices. That is for um, uh, it, it. It spells out Rosie. What? It, uh, what? Uh, yeah, R zero dash Z one three. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned this anyway, because I need to get in contact with you in the next day or two once I'm finished processing the audio video footage from the IG eighty eight droids. There seems to be quite a lot there but it's going to take some time to recreate in a coherent way what actually happened. Uh, um, please. I would be, be careful around that. There's some disturbing presences there, which you might be aware of, but I just want you to be on high alert as you're reviewing the footage. Uh, yes, um... I have been running tests on that parasite that came out of Arkula's lungs. I am unclear about what the data means, but perhaps for sensitive eyes would be better at taking a look at it. What exactly happened? How, I did not understand how that lashed itself to you. Did that happen during the fight, or was that a malady that was pre-existing? Um. Aqua's eyes kind of darken. Um, well, once we had disarmed and uh, taken out the droid, it just kind of launched itself out and onto me. Hmm. And I could not detect it. Does that indicate to you, then, that this was not a mundane effect, but a force-generated one? It's not something I've ever experienced before. Uh, it seemed related to the Force, uh, like an Adokalad of my experience. It wasn't quite able to take hold, but this is nothing mundane. Mm. She starts thinking, um, and she kind of... Uh... If you will remember... When we were talking yesterday about the client that I loaned those droids to, they were quite upset when whatever was taken was taken. I am seeing now that he withheld quite a bit of information about that capture. I am going to make some phone calls in the next few days, and... Well, I don't want to overburden your time, but perhaps that is a lead worth following up with. Um... I was going to say, did you figure out what they took? He did not say. He said that it was an item of great importance. Something irreplaceable. Oh, I was just uh, wondering if with the audio-visual stuff from the droid, if you got a glimpse. Um, she goes to her tablet and she starts, like, flicking through some, like, footage. Um, and uh, basically she said, uh, she looks at it and communicates to you guys that like this footage is like in a state of like deep corruption and it's like taking a long time to like recover Got it. a lot of images so there's like a lot of frames missing and a lot of like context what happens that is missing um 
it's just going to take some time to figure it out, uh, like what was actually taken. Um, the gist of what she can tell you now, based on the footage that she has from these droids, is that they were like in pursuit of something or somebody when they were altered. So they were like on alert, trying to hunt down something when they were altered. But they don't. We can't tell how that uh, interaction happened. We just know like the beginning and then like the result, which is like what. Gotcha. Um, let me show you the data results for this creature. I've taken it, I've taken to calling it just the worm. I don't know if there's a better name for it. I'm sure we'll find some sort of classification for it at a later date. Um, she takes you guys over to a set of terminals. Um, the worm has been taken out of the jar and placed in like a liquid tube that is like sealed, that it is like floating around and that is attached to this computer. Um, the screen projects a 3D model of this worm. You see again that it is like full of spikes. It is like purple and black splotched on its skin. It is about um, like six inches long. Um, this was quite a, a beast to cough up, Akala. Um, and uh, it is like part of its tail has like started the disintegration process. And you can see that it's like still happening, but it's like been suspended. Um, so, when I examined this thing, I was able to take samples of its tissue, as well as examine its biology, and all I can really say is that this creature does not make sense. Um, to be precise, I, when I took the sample, its matter was organic, but does not match any sort of DNA sequence that I have ever seen. It is a species completely unregistered um, on any galactic registry of known um, flora or fauna. It is also not closely related to anything except a common earthworm, and that is very distant related. I also tried to scan its contents to see possibly what it subsists on, and it had no sort of digestive apparatus no internal organs of any kind, in fact. Whatever it subsists on, it doesn't need any organs to process that. But it also lacks a brain, uh, a heart, lungs, um, kidneys, or any other organs. Are you able to tell uh, how old this thing is? Maybe it's in its infancy, or does it have an age? Um... Let me think for a sec. Roughly... Again, the strangeness of its biology makes it hard to date, but worms don't typically live that long, at least normal worms that aren't sandworms, like on Tatooine. I would ballpark estimate that this is about as old as... I... Um, how, how do I communicate this? Um, it's reached how... maturity? Not quite. It it seems that, based on what I can tell from its tissue sample and the way that it replicates, it seems like this thing has been alive for approximately the same amount of time that these droids have been out of commission. It, it was, uh... I mean, it, it was birthed when that thing died? No, I think it may have been birthed, if that is even a relevant term for a creature like this when it was first implanted into the droids. So, 
I have a hunch. Like, I, Amelia, feel like maybe these worms feed on psychic energy or life force or something. Uh, can I do... Can I, like, confirm that in-game or deny that in-game? Like, um, I'm asking if I can make some sort of a roll here about the evil worms. Yeah, um, this thing is, like, in a stasis containment unit, essentially, but, um, you can interact, uh, with this thing through the force. I guess what I'll have you do is make a force check. This is God. just to, like, extend your, like, force aura like towards this thing and uh, almost kind of like you're trying to get a sense of like basically just you're, you're not like casting like identify on it you're just trying to see how it reacts to the force right like if you're trying to test if this thing consumes the force mm -hmm. cool yeah so make that force check we'll say that's a dc 10 hey i just got a 10 <laughs> oh perfect <laughs> oh those at eight um, oh no that was an eight because i rolled a, a four plus six <laughs> um yeah so you um walk over to this like tube containment um unit um this thing is like moving as if it's like in molasses because it is like being like preserved by this fluid like in a way that is like preventing it from like actively decaying um like the other worms did when they were not able to latch on to anything um you reach out the force and it immediately latches its sucker onto the side of the tube that is facing your outstretched hand and you mm. see it like start to slowly grow a little bit and replace the disintegrated parts of its tail okay uh well i'm going to stop doing that yeah akala takes a step back when she sees that uh, <clears throat> yeah this thing definitely feeds on the force Interesting. I wonder how long it how I wonder why it would was able to live so long attached to those droids then because droids are typically unconnected to the force as non-organic creatures. Well, um, they were obviously affected by it. All the things about the darkness. Yeah, they were very much corrupted and in a very unnatural way. So I don't... I think all bets are off here. I suppose that, that is true. Can I ask a rather simple question of you two? Sure. In a scientific sense, what is the Force? Is the Force something that's external to you or is it something that is a part of you? Elle just sort of like rolls their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great question. The, for the force is... It's sort of up to the interpretation of the person who's using it. So you see, there are these things called midichlorians. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am familiar with these. They are a metric that, uh, well, essentially an organic mite that lives in the bloodstream of creatures that are particularly force-sensitive. They're often used as a metric to gauge how much force somebody is theoretically yeah. capable of using. 
Although I want to clarify, these things are not the origin of the Force. They are simply things that are attracted to its nature. Oh, right. One might say that, like, the midichlorians are the powerhouse of the Force. (laughs) That that goes against my scientific understanding of what those creatures are. Well, like, processes it, you know, in the way that, like... I don't know, hypothetically, if we get to a cellular... Okay, the thing is... (laughs) The Force, it is life it is in everything it is in the air and the land and the water all things that breathe gravity all things that move and connect it it is just this underlying synergy of the universe you know if you you know not to get all like sciencey on it but you know like Gravity, weak force, strong force, electromagnetic force, all of these are just different ways we try to describe this underlying unifier. And that is the weave of energy that makes the universe happen. Interesting. I don't understand how a lot of that works. You cannot calculate the force like you can gravity or electromagnetic waves. More, or I guess you could, but only in a sense of knowing it's there. You and me both, Rosie. It's a Jedi space magic. Hocus pocus bullshit. No offense. Uh, Neither <laughs> looks at the Jedi. Uh, you just get a look of incredulity from L. <laughs> Do you think, then, that even though that I cannot use the Force or sense it, that I, too, am connected to the universe in such a way? I would think so. Um, You see her, she doesn't really respond to that verbally. She just kind of, like, sits back for a second and just, like, is just kind of having a moment, like, hearing somebody say that, and is just, like, a little bit, like, just, like, looks a little wistful, just, like, slot you into it that she's kind of like happy that she's included in that in a weird way even though she can't interact with it um she snaps out of this moment um and says well that may explain then if that is the case that if even droids are at least loosely connected to the force that these worms could attach themselves to a droid but not necessarily feed off of it enough to grow but enough to keep it alive interesting I need to do more tests on this. Um, There is some other interesting going-ons that you may want to take a look at. Um, She does some switches, and on this this module that you guys are looking at, it actually brings up a news feed of, like, the Republic uh, Republic of 500 Daily News. And it is a uh, news sequence detailing the... Um, catastrophe, uh, the lightning catastrophe that happened over the Power and Lights District. Um, There's two very uh, polished, waxy-looking humans in their mid-40s looking with plastic surgery that, um, without uh, just recreating a whole newscast on the fly, uh, basically give you the information that um, the blockade uh, around the Power and Lights District is still active, but they're they're letting traffic in and out um, through 
distinct security checkpoints. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of traffic getting in and out, but it is possible to travel through um, uh, the districts to the Power and Lights district now. The Jedi are still keeping a close watch over the Power and Lights district. There's still a lot of um, Republic military and police ships kind of patrolling around, um, asking questions, but otherwise you're able to pass through. Um, the other relevant bit that you get from this newscast is that the uh, apparently the public statement from the Jedi is that they have identified the cause of the catastrophe and they are pointing the blame to infrastructure deep uh, within the guts of the uh, underground of the power and lights uh, malfunctioning, causing an irregularity um, with the power modulation of the crystal, um, which is just a way of saying that they have assigned kind of a vague problem to what happened and have said that they are uh, working on fixing it. Well, isn't that bullshit? <laughs> Why? I also sense that this is somewhat bullshit. It seems like that catastrophe was highly irregular. I've searched the historical records and have not found anything resembling that happening in recent course on history, since at least that power away was created. Hmm. Is that something you think you might be able to get more intel on, Akala? I don't think I'd be able to return before I was finished with my mission, but it's possible. Yeah. Um, if we can find a place that's not too heavily patrolled, I would like to get back. Oh! Um, I pull out my communication device and text my roommate. Uh, you good? Question mark. Yeah, I say, sorry, found a place to crash. You good question mark. <laughs> um you get an immediate uh call back from Cecil, um, and your your communicator starts working. Oh, this will be fun. Uh yeah, I'll answer it. Um you uh pick up your communicator, um the holographic image of Cecil from the shoulders up um appears. Um and she says, "L, oh my God, where have you been? You just went completely silent. Well, I did miss some of your texts, but I was trying to get back to you like all night once I got off my shift. Are you okay? How are you? Where are you at? Did you meet anybody cute? I want to know all the details. Did you find Oko? Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, haven't found Oko yet, though. Trying to find a way to maybe get back to the apartment, but uh." This got a lot more complicated than I had planned. Yeah, tell me about it. It's been a mess over here at the Power and Lights. It's been just a headache to even get anywhere. There's been so much traffic back up with people trying to get in and out. But I think that it's gotten a bit better um, recently. So, um, yeah, just whenever you're able to get back, I would love to to catch up on what's been going on with Oko. So you, you haven't found it? Do you have any leads? Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. I mean, leads is kind of a strong word. Uh, we have a lot more questions than we had when we first came here. Uh, you don't know anything about cult stuff, do you? Cult stuff? Yeah. Um, well, one time when I was a teenager, I was a groupie for this band that called themselves the Devil's Promenade. But... <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But they were kind of shitty. I just followed them because the drummer was cute, which is really strange for me because I'm not really like a date the drummer type of girl. I'm more like, bitch, I'm the lead singer's girlfriend type of bitch. But anyway, he was really cute. And um, what was your question? I don't know. Well, now I'm just kind of thinking, I feel like you shouldn't be sleeping on drummers, you know? Well, I definitely slept with the drummer, so well, yeah, you know, he's I, like, yeah, banging his helmet. Like this is not the time. Um, Akala oh, yeah. is like rolling her eyes at this, cover, this whole conversation. Yeah, uh, cult stuff. Oh, so that's um, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't really pay attention to too much of that sort of thing. Um, you don't have any like weird people who come into the club and like try to recruit you for stuff. Oh, well, I mean, I see weirdos all the time um, at the Sleepless Circuit, but it's more so like, you know, when I'm at work, I'm mostly just trying to get people hard. I'm not really trying to like, I don't, people don't really like talk to me like that. Like, it's mostly like, hey, like, can I have a dance? And they like pay me and like we make some small talk, give them some fake compliments and otherwise do my job. But, um, you know, because sometimes you hear those stories about like people who are like in unhappy marriages and they just go and they're just depressing and talk. Um, you know, I, but like that might not be happening. I was just saying, like, I heard that happens. Um, she kind of gives you a look and you, are we FaceTiming? What's the... Yeah, it's a holograph. It's a, oh, it's amazing. a hologram. Okay, cool. <laughs> with like, it's, it's like her shoulders up, basically. Gotcha. Get to see. Um, she kind of gives you this like kind of puzzled look for a second gotcha. and says... is a 1985 movie directed by Jeff Canoe, starring Linda Fiorentino, Anthony Edwards, and J.S.U. Garcia. Um, Rosie hits that droid that just said that and says... That's a TikTok. That's a TikTok that's, right there. That's unfortunate. I I have been trying to develop some better automated thing. I, um, Monkey, if you wouldn't mind, and uh, M Zero like grabs the droid that made that and just fucking slams it to the ground. Um, destroys it. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> um, M Zero does look at Akala like, yeah, like Daddy, Daddy's right. Like, fuck yeah. Uh, Akala doesn't know how to re- how to <laughs> respond to that. Um, he looks kind of dejected and just kind of like bats away some of like the material, um, and and just kind of otherwise chills. Um, anyway, uh, Cecil like looks confused for a second and is like, I, I think I I have kind of a headache. I don't. I feel like there was something that. You asked that question, and I didn't think that I had seen anybody recently like that. But now that you're mentioning it, I do feel like somebody was asking me about that sometime recently, like this past week maybe. But I don't really remember the details of the conversation. That's that that's weird. That's not good. I mean, I could have been fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of like weird mind things happening so uh, i'm just i'm I'm a little worried but i mean you're, you're probably fine uh you're, but like if, if if you notice anything weird like call, call me uh and i'll take care of it yeah no sure i mean i didn't I'm, I'm i don't think that i was like threatened or anything i think um 
I'm well, just, yeah, but like if it's just like if it's weird, you know, I'm good with like weird things. Well, the only thing that's weird about it is that I feel like I would have remembered better if somebody had asked me some weird cult shit. And now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like somebody has, but it's just uh, it's foggy. Um, yeah, sorry, L. I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't you don't have to apologize for anything. Uh. But uh, I, I kind of look over the other two. Are we heading to Power and Light? Is that the other place? Was the Sleepless Circuit? Oh right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we'll be heading your yeah. way. My thing is, what's next? Uh, I'm gonna turn to Akala, and uh, <clears throat> whenever she says it's a bit foggy, like uh, kind of sounds like one of those Jedi mind tricks you guys like to play around with. We don't really do memory tricks. Nah, I'll tell you, space magic is space magic. She rolls her eyes at that. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, um, yeah. Um, sorry, I can't be of uh, be of more help there. But if you're heading to the sleepless circuit, I'm I'm working this evening, so I, it sounds like I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. Okay. Will you be safe? And if anything weird happens, again, like not even not even dangerous, but if anything like a little weird happens, just like shoot me a text. Oh yeah, sure. No, of course. Um, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I see anything. Yeah, of course. Who are your friends? I heard them talking. Hey, and she kind of like waves in the hologram. At, like she, I can't see you, but I'm waving at you. I turn the hey. hologram around. <laughs> so I've just. I don't know what I. I guess I just. Oh, uh, Cecil, so we're in like a top secret place. Pretend you can't see anything, and I <laughs> turn it back. <laughs> uh, what what the fuck you're in a top se- you won't sh- oh bitch you're gonna have to tell me all about that I can't believe you left that out um did I see was that a Mandalorian in the background hey turn me back to that hey hi uh pleased to meet your acquaintance my name's Cecil what's your name <clears throat> this is uh not the time got a Work to do bounties. So you can, his Damascus steel armor still, like turns a bit red. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But if he could blush, he could. If he could blush, he would be. And he's like, <clears throat> "Yeah, you, uh, <clears throat> you come here often." T- stupid. Oh, uh, <laughs> to, to my phone. Uh, yeah, you know you, I hang out on Elle's phone quite a lot. Yeah, you're doing anything later? She's working. She just oh. she just said that. Cool. At cool. a strip club, boo boo. So come see me, okay? Yep. Yep. All right. I'm gonna um, turn to Akalim like, how'd I, how'd I do? Not great. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that damn it was so genuine. I felt that <laughs> in my soul. <clears throat> okay. Well. Anyway, Boo, I'll see you later. Just um, when you get in, just uh, let the uh, people at the counter, let, just let them know that, you, I mean, they know you, but just. Yeah, um, yeah I'll let them know. Yeah, 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 we'll, we'll find you. We'll catch up. We'll what catch are you, up. What are you trying mm-hmm. to do with this? I just like to have like hang out or like is there, is there like, should I be like looking for something in particular? Uh, we're, we're following up on one of our leads, so, uh, again, just if you see anyone sort of out of character, or if you see anything, anyone wearing something with, like, a, like a jaw on it, 
like jaw on it. Yeah, okay. like with sharp teeth. Like as like uh like are you like if they're wearing like an actual set of jaws? Like yeah, like no, a, no, no, like a drawing, like a like a logo and insignia oh. of it. Yeah. Oh, well, don't like okay. be weird about it, but just like just like be like, hey, L, like send me send me a message. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Big teethy. Bitey thing. Um, I'll look out yeah. for it. Perfect. Cool. I gotta run, so I'll see you later. Yeah, you go. Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Love that. Um, great. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you start um, heading out? Uh, when that hangs up, I just go like, yeah, my my roommate. <clears throat> they uh, they they seem nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Good. Uh, very. Uh, you know, got some chutzpah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue. Well, I think this is what most people would call an awkward silence. Um, allow me to fill it. Um, it sounds like you guys need to get to the Power and Lights District. Um, feel free to take one of the speeders that I have here on loan. Just bring it back in good condition. You got any of these in black? Sure. Yeah. And she she takes you to like a um, a convertible topped um, like hover speeder that sits like four like it's a normal car, but it's just like a, a transport speeder. It doesn't have any guns or armor or anything on it. Uh, can I hop in the driver's seat? Five, sure. Oh. All right, guys. Let's go. It's got like nice leather too, like a leather wrap around like the steering controls. It's not like a wheel; it's more like traditional pilot controls, but it's it's like a yoke. Yeah, kind of like a, yeah, similar. Right, uh, M zero hops in shotgun um, <laughs> immediately. Um, oh, good. He, yeah, yeah. He just immediately puts his seatbelt on and just like lounges back. He's just like fucking, <laughs> fucking with the radio and shit too. <laughs> what's what's the monkey put on the radio? I gotta know. Um, it's just the DK rap. <laughs> oh my god. DK. 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 Um, oh no, it's god. the it's it's actually uh it's actually a song by the gorillas. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Alright, wait, wait, copyright. Really? It's uh not the Arctic monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a whole playlist that he has downloaded onto his body. If or, you, you know, him. just the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, two monkey music jokes is enough. Um, <laughs> three or four in there, I think. Um, yeah, great. Um, unless there's anything else that you guys want to do. Um, I will say when uh, L and Akala are, like, both in the backseat, um... L is going to turn and say, uh, I know we still need to have a conversation. I didn't forget. Uh, she just nods quietly. Oh, I said, oh, we're not having the conversation now. <laughs> like in the back yeah, of the car no, with no. Rama and <laughs> the fucking monkey. That would be kind of loud. We'd have to yell yeah. over the, the traffic. Like, what? I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're sad. You're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, you guys fly out of the, like, one of the hangars, like, opens up very, um, 
like covertly you guys fly out um, a bunch of the uh droids that work in the hangar kind of like wave you guys goodbye make some beeping noises um and uh you leave the solar swirl um so brendan you're in the, the driver's seat um there's no firm dc for this check but i'm going to need you to make me a piloting check just to see how well you do driving around um the uh airways of coruscant so um piloting is a um what is piloting isn't there like intelligence pilot but is I intelligence because of my uh background yeah it's intelligence yeah great yeah um should be a flat zero right um, if you have proficiency in it, it should be a plus one at the very least, because you're just a flat plus zero at intelligence. So. Oh, gotcha. Oh, sweet. That's a solid five. That's <laughs> a five. Uh, you, <clears throat> Rama's never been one to learn traffic laws. Um, <laughs> so you definitely, like... So the way that the, like the, that things move around in Coruscant, I didn't describe this in the opening episode because it's a little bit, it's just a lot of information all at once. Um, so besides the the larger ships that travel in the upper atmosphere and land at specific ports, street legal commuter vehicles can fly at street level or at one, like at basically designated airspaces for air traffic, and all of these speeder vehicles have like basically. Uh, augmented reality like screens that display where the like lines and normal flows of traffic as well as traffic stops and other things like occur in the airspace so it's more or less like driving around a normal city just like at higher speeds in the air um so with five you definitely like cut people off you sideswipe somebody (laughs) you get a big scratch on this like black paint of the speeder um you like are you definitely fly too fast, like towards the power and lights, and like take some shortcuts off of the airways? You momentarily get like seen by a cop, but you're going fast enough and like swerving in and out where they can't catch you. Basically, like they just like aren't able to even like pursue. Um, and uh, M Zero is having the fucking time. This is like really the first time he's been outside of that hangar, and he. Um, found like a pair of sunglasses that make zero difference for him in the glove box and put them on. He's leading his head out the window. He's just like looking super chill, head bobbing, um, having a great time. Um, and you guys fly to uh, the outer ring of the power and lights district where the traffic slows considerably. You guys go to a a ground level checkpoint, all the traffic's being funneled into the ground with air patrols around a power and lights district to keep like rogue vehicles from flying in and out. Um, and it takes like 45 minutes to get through the traffic line. And when you guys do, um, a Republic traffic officer essentially at this checkpoint that has been established in kind of an ad hoc way comes up to the side of the vehicle um, and uh, addresses you Rama and says um, I'm gonna need your your driver's license um, and the registration for this vehicle uh, yeah absolutely I uh, left it in the, in the in the back seat I'm gonna turn around and be like hey guys do we have a registration for this vehicle um, I point to the glove compartment 
Right. I knew that. I knew that. The Republic officer definitely heard that and just kind of like coughs like, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. I'm going to go and reach and grab the deregistration and then take out, I would assume, my driver's license slash pilot's yeah. license slash yeah. bounty hunter's license and just hand them both over. All right. Uh, Rama Viron, licensed bounty hunter, off-world passport, driver's license that's expired by a day or two. Um, renew your license within the next month or the next time that you get stopped. It's going to be a traffic violation. Um, what's your business within the Power and Lights District, sir? Uh, we are uh, just... Um looking to have a night on the town, you know, just living life, uh, be good patrons of the entertainment district and this part of Coruscant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm noticing uh, quite a few weapons in the vehicle. Looks like a Vibra staff, some blaster weapons, and uh, big disc. Shield's not a weapon. Shield's not a weapon. Um... A shield is, is most certainly a weapon, ma'am. That's that's a weapon. I did not say that in character, but okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> At any rate, sir, it's just, it's standard practice. You're a bounty hunter at by trade, bringing in the bad guys, walking around the city underworld, and you don't have any self-defense weapons. It's a death sentence. I'm sure you understand. Roll me a persuasion check. Got it. That's, a, that's a fun thing to say to a cop. What? I said, that's a fun thing to say to a cop. Well, hopefully you understand. <laughs> no, hopefully, like, you're not doing your job well enough that I will get killed if I don't defend myself. All right. Um, what's my charisma? Uh, you get I'm a plus three to persuasion. Plus three, so that's a 14. Yeah, I'll say a four. Yeah, a 14 does it. Um, so the cop looks very incredulous at you for a second. He leans, he leans over, he looks at your Mandalorian gear, freshly painted, looks sick as hell. <laughs> he looks at the both of you, he looks at the at M-Zero, and he's like, he's like, <clears throat> he kind of looks like at his like other officer buddies that are like a little bit out of your shot, and he's like, so you're a Mandalorian, huh? Um, what tipped you off? Uh, like, the whole the whole armor I, I guess but like you're you're like a real mandalorian like you're like a foundling and like you like you like the whole the whole deal yeah that that's me weapons are my religion i uh well never mind my my clan that that's a long story but you know i i'm an orphan and i and i shoot weapons and i don't like jedi that much you know the, the usual he like exhales and he's like fuck orphan foundling former clan drama fuck. and he like leans in he's like hey hey man just i'm gonna level with you between you and me that's fucking rad that's awesome <laughs> that's just the shit <laughs> i thought you were gonna shoot me oh my god <laughs> um no he's like he's like stoked he's like uh he's like totally fanboying over the mandalorian gear he's like that's fucking sick you got the whole visor god and you got a monkey Droid, I've never even fucking seen that. Yeah, no, that's why he must be like your best friend, right? Like you must have like found him at some junkyard planet, like taking <laughs> care of bounties and some shit. Like I'm, I bet there's a wild story. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Can I try and do like a like a secret handshake knuckle punch with monkey to see if he gets it? 
Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait. I guess, like, just, uh, uh, yeah, animal handling makes sense. Roll an animal handling check. I'll say it's a DC 10. And you have a minus one to wisdom, so it's gonna be a minus one. Okay, that's a nine. Bang it! Um, you, like, extend, like, your, your, like, fist out um like to m0 and he like doesn't fully catch on like what you're trying to do so he does like dap you up a little bit but then he also like uh like uh grabs your hand and like starts trying to like climb onto you like climb like over you towards the guy and is like kind of perched and is like looking like kind of half on the seat half on rama's like shoulders and back like looking at this guard um, basically, the guard is just like, I'm like, whoa, like, this droid's fucking dope. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, right, everything checks out, winks at you. Uh, you can you can go through. I'm saying, <clears throat> uh, thank you, sir. Um, the monkey thinks you're cool, by the way. That's his reaction to, to, to you know, that kind of thing. He thinks you're cool. Um. <laughs> uh, he like gives like a little like subtle like fist pump like close to the body fist pump like one of those Tiger Woods like yeah um, <laughs> um, and you guys progress uh, towards the sleepless circuit in the heart of the Power and Lights district and that's where we'll end the uh, episode. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.